Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Welcome to the Triple Option. Here's your host, Paul Catalina. Welcome in, Pierre Newsham. On location today, away from away from his home office, but uh, but but looking fantastic, resplendent, well rested. Yes, yes, <laughs> I, I'm feeling very well rested indeed. The sun is out. It's going to touch 50 degrees here in Minnesota in December, which is unprecedented. So a lot to be grateful for here this morning, except for the fact that I am not at my home. Yeah. Well, uh, look, Pierre, uh, I'll just start right out. You are, um, you're here on show number four after, um, the college football playoff committee blotted out the sun for me. And I've, uh, you know, just been, as I've told the audience day after day, staring into this bleak void of nothingness and, you know, wondering what is life? Why, why are things the way that they are? Why, you know, like, you know, they did, did, does anything have meaning, you know? And I, uh, it's been tough. It is, I'll tell you, I don't know if I've told this story yet, but when the, the, the news came down, Amanda, my wife was sitting on the couch over here. I was in my chair. She's on, on the, in the chair and she's like, after a few minutes, she's like, are you okay? And I was like, no, I'm not. I don't know when I ever will be like, I don't know. I just don't know. And it has, it is, I, I, I asked someone the other day, is this what it's like to be a, like a, a fan of it, you know, of international soccer when you find out, like when you found out like all the bad things that went on, you know, with FIFA, like, I don't think college football is quite that bad, but like, that's how it felt to me. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm sure, you know, cause it is Thursday today. So I know you've had all week to kind of go through some kind of therapeutic session for yourself. However, you know, I'm, I'm glad that we're getting to it right away and we can just, just get into it because my, my God, I, I, for, for just a brief second, when, when, after Florida state beat Louisville, I said, okay, in my mind, I said, okay, well, you can't keep them out now. You can't there. There's a, you just, you just can't. So who's it going to be? Is it going to be Texas or is it going to be Alabama? And in my mind, I said, well, I still don't believe that the committee has any guts to leave out an SEC team. So for uh, on Saturday night, I was thinking, you know what? I think Texas might get screwed 
Yeah. I think Texas might get screwed because you can't leave Florida State out. And lo and behold, Sunday morning, as I'm driving back from uh, hosting Vikings game day live in the morning, even though the Vikings were on a bye, so we still had the show for some reason. But as I'm driving back and listening to it on the radio, because I was listening to the, to the, uh, you know, all the unfolding of the playoff on the radio, and I almost swerved my car off the road. I, I, I said, you have got to be kidding me. This is the worst kind of unprecedented judgment that I have ever seen in my life. And it just, it makes me, I, I, I get the sec. Everybody wants to tout the sec as the best conference and rightfully so in a lot of areas, but this was just, I, I have pure disgust and disdain for everybody who runs the, the sec and everybody on the college football playoff committee after what we saw last weekend is a disgrace. It's a disgrace. Yeah, and it's here's the here's the thing that uh, that that really is uh, strange in that we've known this for years. They've always given excuses for why this over this or why this and not this, but this one is like they just quit trying. Like they, yeah. you know, and then they feed out all these things about you know strength of schedule and all this. Like, okay, yeah, that's always going to be different year to year for everybody, but. It just makes it just it was, you know, it broke precedent, which is something that yep. was really shocking. It allows like the 12 team playoff allows them to run and hide. There's no transparency for no reason. Like there's no reason that you shouldn't be able to talk to the people, of the committee and find out what's going on unless there's something they don't want you to know was said Correct. like that. You know, there's um, I've I've always felt that like any time that. You know, like when Congress has behind closed door meetings about like top secret military stuff, I'm glad that we don't know that stuff. Not everybody needs to know. There needs to be some secrecy there. Uh, when there are like when there are like board of regents meetings at colleges that they don't let people have um, you know access to, that worries me because like what are you talking about that people couldn't know this, right? And private schools can do that. I don't think public schools really can unless they get some sort of like court order or something because everything's got to be in the record. Um, but or you have to have like some kind of shadow meeting. But if you know that everybody's going to be at the Gaylord Texan and Grapevine and in this room watching games and doing all this stuff together, why, what's so secret that one of them can't just a couple of them come out after the whole thing's over and say, well, here's where I was on this. Hell, you can talk to jurors after trials. Yeah. After like as, trial. yeah. as to why they like, why did you vote not guilty in this murder trial? Well, I felt this, uh, didn't, meet the burden of proof yet in the college football playoff it's just two guys a lobbyist and some poor bastard that they've made the spokesperson that has to repeat the drivel the lobbyist told them to repeat right yes i know and then for for me it, it's, it feels crooked it feels like it's a crooked mafia deal of so to speak you know with the sec and how everything played out because let's let's be honest Florida State was left out because Jordan Travis got hurt. That's that, why they. That's, feel, that's why they that, said though. But 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 at the same time too, it, even if that's even if that's the reason, you are punishing the entire team that was also there to earn a thirteen and zero record in a Power Five conference. You are now going to punish that team because their quarterback got hurt. Why? 
just because you're worried that they're going to be lambs to the slaughter for Michigan. Who's it? This is the same Alabama team. Congratulations to them for beating Georgia, but they were, were they not the team that were seconds away from a miraculous victory over Auburn, a team that got throttled by New Mexico state. Like, what are we doing? That, this, that's the other problem I have with this, the whole style points issue. I hate that. Nobody's. I don't remember who Florida State beat in 13 weeks. I remember they beat LSU. But, like, I, you, you only got to win by one in my book. So this style points crap. I'm so tired of that. You got to blow teams out by 40 every week. That's not how it works. That's not how college football works unless you're playing a cupcake non-conference schedule. So you're going to rob these kids because their quarterback got hurt? They, the, the entire team earned what they earned, that's garbage to me. Oh, it's it's ridiculous. It's insane. And um, see, here's the deal. Jordan Travis wasn't the, re- the real reason. That wasn't the real reason. The real reason is the SEC was going to get left out. Right. But yes. Jordan I, Travis I that, yes. is, the, is the public reason. Yes. You know, um, you know, that's why they say you have to do it because they can't – actually say we're not leaving the sec out under any circumstances even one which they should have been left out in and you know here's the other thing the sec everybody's had a turn that's missed this thing right in the power five some have had more than one the sec at times has gotten two in which means they're due a turn to miss it just in the yeah yeah. so just in the odds like falling to them like yeah well there you go but you know and and it in it the other thing that's troubling is that every time something big happens like this it kicks off another wave of consolidation and realignment and talk and all that and look florida state was already very publicly talking about the ACC not being enough for them. And that was really, at the time, just about money, right? It was it was never believed that, like, you could win the ACC with the record that they had and get left out. You know, because Clemson had done that same thing twice, and they got in. Yeah. You know, Florida State had already done it, and they got in it in 14. So, like, there's – Tons of precedent for the ACC champion being in the playoff, be it Florida State or Clemson are the two that have been in and in the playoff. So, you know, that was not really part of it, although I'm sure it was thought, like, as they expand, what happens when they're 10? Like, what happens when an ACC or Big 12 team is 10-2? and two? And so is an SEC or Big 10 team. Like, yeah. what happens when – well, and like that's not as big of a leg to stand on, and it's not as a, a huge of a deal because then you're going to start really splitting hairs. But if we're a few years into an expanded playoff and it's just the SEC and Big Ten and everybody else grabbing for scraps outside of their contractually obligated one, then we still have the same problem. Yeah, and that's you know that brings up a very interesting point. Like for next season when the Big Ten does away with divisions, and let's say for the sake of argument that. You have 12-0 and 0 Michigan that's already beaten Ohio State once next year for the sake of argument. And then, of course, they're still the two best teams in the Big Ten, and they rematch for the Big Ten championship, and Ohio State wins that game. And now you've got two 12-1 teams from the Big Ten. Would, you, would it not stand to reason that those two teams probably would get in yeah. like, in, in that situation? Probably. I would imagine so. But well, and look, Ohio State would be in 
now, same scenario, just not even rematching, right? Yeah, right. And, and and I I know there's good. I, I think there's probably going to be more good that comes out of expanding the playoff than bad. But I, at the same time, too, I know deep down, as, as you, you know, you work in media, I work in media. But and as people who work in media know that the college football playoff committee loves, loves the fodder, whether it's whether it's positive or negative. Everybody was talking about the final four on Sunday morning and how it is. And that, and that, I'm going to miss that, to be honest with you. I, I'm going to miss that. I'm going to miss the intensity of having only four teams. I actually kind of like it. Um, and at the same time, too, like going back to our original point with Florida State, I, I think two things can be true at the same time. I personally believe that Alabama right now is a better team than Florida State without Jordan Travis. I think that is true. However, that makes it, to me, that is still irrelevant right now considering the resume that Florida State accomplished that should grant them to get into the Final Four. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, I'm not, I'll just tell you, I'm not going to miss it at all. I'll, I, like, I'll, uh, this was. A little bit. I'm going to miss it a little bit because the, I like, I think, I think four, four makes it just that much more intense and that much more like you know, heavily invested. If it's 12, you kind of know at least eight that are going to get in. So there's not as much drama surrounding it, but I, but I, I, it's more fair for the players and teams. I get that. So I, like I said, I'm, I'm fine with it in that regard. Yeah. I, um, I, I, uh, I just know that I'm not going to be what, like, it's going to be hard for me. I'm obligated by my job to watch the college football playoff. I need you. I need you to help me through this, Pierre. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I need you to help me through this. I'm obligated by my job to do this. And they're like, nobody, like my bosses aren't telling me I have to do anything. It's not like that. But in being a college football first podcaster, I feel it would be disingenuous of me yeah. to not watch the playoff and championship games and then come on the air and talk about them for several days. That would be really, really disingenuous of me. And there are plenty yes. of people in our business who do just that. Like, you know, and you can't watch everything, but you, you know, the best ones of us are the ones who can take in as much info, like do as much research and take in as much information and don't um, skip Bayless and Stephen A. Smith their way through things and right, yes. just kind of take little bits and pieces and yell about them. Right. But I really like the fan part of me and the like, I don't know, person who craves integrity, I guess, does not want to watch this stupid bullcrap uh, dog and pony show of a playoff because I know, especially like, look, especially if any of the four teams look bad. Mm hmm. Like look like bad and, and do it like where if they played a defense like Florida State they would look bad you know if you know if Michigan really looks you know kind of blah like they've kind of looked you know I'm gonna be like well I'm gonna get mad I'm gonna get mad about it and then I'm not gonna be able to watch it without like being grumpy in my house which I don't like you know is there is there any way that you know I I could say to you well it, are you watching at this point. Outside of, you know, being the integrity craver that you are outside of outside of that, 
would you just be watching at this point to see if Mich- Michigan just absolutely smashes Alabama? Because I, I personally don't think that's going to happen. No, I, I like look the the if you had taken. Of the five teams, like, this is just my fan perspective on this. And somebody who's watched – I've watched less Michigan than any of the rest of them because their first eight games this year were were all but pointless, nine games all but pointless to watch. I watched a little bit here and there just because I was curious, but not like like I've watched – you know, probably eight of the 12 Texas games almost in toto um, and other parts of it. Uh, I've watched about six Washington games fully. Um, I've, of course, watched every second of Florida State, and I've watched a ton of Alabama because they're always on, right? Right. And it's, the, it's, the, it's, like, uh, it's like a rerun of Friends. It's just all like they're there, you know? <laughs> like whatever right. you can find it, right. you'll find it, you know? Um, but Shawshank on TNT back in the day, like <laughs> – Yes. You missed one showing, just just wait two hours. Like, you're going to see Alabama all the time. So, Alabama, for me, was the team that I think is the worst matchup for a couple of them there because of Milrow and the fact that, like, since they've let him just kind of make it up as he goes, it's become more dangerous. And their defense is good enough to, like, keep them in gains, right? It's not a classic, like – bare knuckle Alabama defense, but it's not, uh, it's a really good defense. They're not, their defense is not as good as Florida State's and it's not as good as Texas's, but it's still really good, you know? So Alabama's the one that Michigan, it's a terrible matchup for Michigan. It's a terrible matchup for them. Um, I agree. I thought, and Garrett, Garrett and I talked about this a lot Mm -hmm. about when we were getting down to it. Um, Texas, Florida State, and Washington, to me, were the three schools that matched up the most evenly with each other. No, like, they, yeah, all, all those games would have been kind of the same, right? Like, whatever matchup you wanted to make, like, those games would have been probably really good. It, especially, I mean, Jordan Travis being healthy, like, notwithstanding, those games would have all matched up really well. No, because you had, you at the time, you would have had three elite quarterbacks, receiving cores, like, every team had legit receiving cores, defensive playmakers. Yeah, they were perfect matchups for each other that I think you would have been drawing straws trying to pick. Yeah, like it would have been like that, that would have been one of those things. And so those are matchups good for each other. I thought they were all bad for Michigan, who hadn't seen anybody like that. And like right. I think this is why this is bad. Like all three of these teams are not great matchups for Michigan. Like not that I, Michigan I, can't can't beat them because they're a really well coached team and yeah. they're you know they're they're good. They've got a lot of talent, but there's a speed factor that they just have not seen through their schedule this year. I think Michigan, I've been, you know, you've heard me talk about this probably the last month. I think Michigan has the best talent of anyone, uh, probably in the country, in the entire country. I think they have the best talent. It's going to be a long day for Michigan in that game. I think think they're going to have a really tough time. But, and the, the, what, what I, what I really, have a hard time with when it comes to when it comes to the final four and everything like that. And who you look at Michigan's schedule. Yeah. They beat Penn state when Penn state was ranked, what 10th, 11th. Yeah. But it's, it's tough because even though Penn state was ranked 10th or 11th, you knew they didn't belong in the field with Michigan. Yeah. You knew like the Michigan to me really only has one win. And, and like, for all, and sorry, no disrespect to, to their win against Penn state, but it really feels like Michigan only has one win. So why aren't we talking more about Michigan being potentially left? Out? I don't know. Yeah, I know we're going in circles, but, but like, look again, you could do that, you know? Uh, yeah. Because it's they're in the big 10 Washington's about to be in the big 10. 
Texas yeah. is about to be in the SEC. Like, you can't. And right. so, yeah, I mean, it is. But I did like – and look, to the – to, to go back to the original topic of how I'm going to watch this, they're both going to be good games, I think. I mean, you I know, mean, you know, I, I think they should they should stand a reason. I think Texas and Washington might be one of the most fun semifinal games we've had in a long time. Intriguing. Very intriguing matchup with those two, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you've got Sark against his ex-team and, you know, um, like, all, you know, the, the fact that, like, you've got, you know, Heisman, like, Michael Penix might win the Heisman this week. You know, we'll see. You know, it's it. This is one that's the maybe a little tougher to to peg. Like, I think it's probably Penix should win it. I think it's going to be. It's going to come down to Penix and Jane Daniels. Yes, because yeah, I think Bo Nix yeah. losing twice to Penix will yeah. knock him knock him back. And Marvin Harrison's yeah. a wide receiver, so they'll give him some like, well, he is maybe the best actual player of all these four, but you know, he's not a quarterback. Yeah. So, you know, right. I, obviously, you know, we've been told like we knew quarterback was important. We didn't 